Hello, my friends. So I've been asked and messaged a lot recently, and people are wanting me to have an episode on patience and not quite sure why. I'm kidding. I know exactly why, because we're all going out of our minds this year. But I'm obviously not an expert on this subject, and I do not have the patience of a saint. That is definitely not the case. If you asked me to describe myself, or better yet, if you asked my husband to describe me, patient would not be the personality trait that would be used or come to mind at first. It actually wouldn't, if you gave them top 10 traits, that would definitely not be in it. But age and motherhood have definitely made me learn how to become a more patient person and parent. So I'm talking about that today. Hey, Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. So every day I wake up and I vow to be the patient mother that uses a soft and sweet voice and then I interact with a human being in my home and I just want to head back to bed and hide under the covers, fall asleep, wake up and try it again. Let us be real. Being a mother is so tough. Being an adult is tough. And most days I am so over it. And I'm really not quite sure why I was in such a rush to get to this point because I thought like it was just going to be magical and just complete opposite of everything that's going on right now. So as a mom, I'm being tested. And as a special needs mother, oh dear Lord, I am being tested. As an autism mom, my son who brings me great joy, but he can also weigh on my patience. I believe that you could be the most patient person on the planet, but constant repetitive speech and the same question over and over again, and the need to recite and script constantly and always the same scripting can get to be a bit much after a while for anyone. But especially if you're their mom and you're the person that they are constantly going to with the scripting and those same questions. And my son, he does it for comfort. And I know that. So many times I will go along and answer the questions with him, 
even though I've answered them a million times before, but I know he finds comfort in it. And that routine is something that he is always seeking out. And again, it's always me, usually, that he's seeking it from. Now, in order to help myself stay sane and try to be a good example for the kids, because it did occur to me back then that my children are watching me fall apart if I lose it. And yes, I know this is real life and children test our patience. Even as I record this, it's past eight o'clock and my son is just pacing upstairs playing the same snippet of a yodeling song and I'm ready to lose my mind. But I'm trying to stay focused right now. So again, my patience is being tested because it's the end of the day. Anyways, back to it. So I know it's real life and children can definitely be a great source of frustration. But obviously, we also know that they are an even greater source of joy. And we can embrace the joy and show them our unconditional love with patience And I know it's tough on certain days, but they definitely depend on us how to teach them to get along in this world and to be an example of what patience looks like in the world, in the day-to-day, and they especially need it. In these times, in this year, we need to be that example for them. And yes, this year has been more trying for me with the patients, but all the more reason why I really try to focus on what triggers me. And that just leads me to the first thing that I really try to focus on in trying to develop more patience, and it's understanding my trigger points in theirs. And it's as simple as just determining when you you are most likely to be unreasonably impatient, as well as that. Is it at bedtime, after a hard day's work, after school has been all day, and then homework, or is it before you even had a cup of coffee? If you have recognized all this and you're saying yes, yes, and yes to all of that, then it's time to recognize that and make a list of the trigger points and respect that. And I don't care if Mary down the street, homeschools, bakes cookies from scratch, works 40 plus hours a week, and always seems to be so calm and not on the verge of losing her mind. One, I don't buy it. But two, everyone's circumstances are completely different. And if you have a child that requires more and is doing all of that scripting and repeating and you're not sleeping well and you feel like you're being pulled in completely different directions all the time between multiple children and each one needing something different from you. And I am just speaking personally from my own example. Again, everybody's situation and what they've got going on is different, but it's not helping me and my patients if I'm comparing myself to what my neighbor down the street is doing. And recognizing, is there anything that you can do to change the situation? And if you need time in the morning, or want quiet time at home, then speak up, tell your family. Don't take calls on the way home 
or try to multitask when you're driving home. If you just need, if you say you're out of the office and you just want that time in the car to unwind and just listening to music, don't make any calls, tell everybody to not call you unless it's an emergency or feel free to shut that phone off because I am very much the person who if I have been working all day, I don't want to leave work and immediately be bombarded with requests in conversation. I, I simply just need some quiet time, some downtime, whether just to listen to a podcast or some music or just sit in silence. Even if the cars and traffic around me are beeping their horns like crazy, if no one is requesting anything from me for 20 minutes, I'm good. But you have to tell your family and people what you need because no one is a mind reader and you need to try to find some time for you to decompress because if it's go, go, go all the time and you're like me, you definitely need some silence during the day at points. And the next thing that I started doing was actually, I guess, kind of visualizing myself as a patient person in challenging situations. I was more mindful and I stopped saying things like, I have no patience. I have no patience. I can't. I can't. I just can't. And or thinking they're on my last nerve or just the simple statement of I'm not a patient person. And I realized I said that at the beginning of the episode, but I'm talking about not constantly dwelling on the fact that this is a negative that you're trying to change. You're working on it. So even though it may be reality for the moment and you want to try and change, then focus on that, that you're trying to change and that you're improving. But if you keep dwelling on the negative, that's not going to help you. So just think positively about it. If you mess up, it's okay. Just move on and be conscious of when you're starting to feel frustrated and feel like you need a break. Use your list of situations that try your patience the most and imagine yourself dealing with those situations more calmly. And when you're faced with the real situation, you'll have a better chance of dealing with it. And sometimes that will help me. Sometimes in the morning, if I'm by myself, I will envision my son coming down and starting the scripting and I tell myself, okay, we're going to tell him we're going to go through it this one time, but after that, we're done for the day and we're going to have to talk about some other things. And he may start to script about another topic, but putting a time limit in kind of walking that through my mind before the day starts and before he approaches me has definitely helped in a situation. And that is just one example, but just giving you an idea of how I will play it out in my mind before it happens so that I'm better prepared. And we have to be patient with ourselves. Everyone is impatient at times. We aren't static. This is good news because it means we can change and accept that you're only human and that you'll have the occasional bad day. Okay, I understand like 2020 is filled with lots of bad days and we just feel like we're constant meanies, but 
If you've been a jerk to the kids and snapped at them or your partner, apologize. Own up to it. It's important for them to see you acknowledge and apologize if you messed up. It's okay to admit that you're human because I hate to break it to you, but you are. And I try to remind myself of that when I'm listening to the same 10 second snippet of Rick Astley's Never Want to Give You Up for the 500th time. But I also think pausing before you act or speak really is a helpful tool in trying to gain patience. The greatest damage occurs when you fail to take a moment before making a decision or acting out. And you can save yourself a whole lot of grief if you'll just take a minute to pause when you're upset. Take 10 deep breaths regain your composure and I know when everything is going on and around and it's so loud and it's just pure chaos it's impossible to really do that but try to step away and that's why giving yourself a timeout in those cases is so important because if you're unable to find a peaceful mental place to take 10 or 15 minutes when you're upset, you'll lose the ability to make smart decisions. And if no one is bleeding or on fire, they will survive for 15 minutes while you collect yourself. So go lock yourself in the bathroom and have a good cry or grab some cookies or your secret candy stash or your children's stash and uh, head into the basement and do some laundry. Wink, wink. There is no shame here when I have to do any of those, including stealing my children's candy and going into the basement. Just say. And I think another really important thing to do is to consider the perspective of your child. Whether it's my daughter who is sensitive and feels everything so deeply, or my son with autism that is struggling to find the words to communicate what he needs and what is upsetting him. Considering what they're going through or what they need and can't express so they're doing so in the best way they know how can definitely be helpful. Because children have little power or control over their lives. You're holding all of the cards. When you act in a way that's frightening or unreasonable, your child can't trust you. And that can be really scary to them. And we could be causing more damage than we even realize. On the other hand, though, children are also quite resilient and forgiving. And we don't have to be perfect, but it is important to be reasonable because our children deserve that. And if you're impatient with your children, believe me, you are not alone because children can be a challenge to your ability to remain calm, cool, and collected. And I always joke and say that I was the perfect mom before I went and had children. And remote learning has really gotten in the way of being that patient and perfect parent that I had always pictured I'd be, which is just yet another reason why I am so all set with this year. And there is 
no denying that this year and all it has brought upon parents, especially those with high-needs children, can test our patience. We have every reason to be stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted, and irritable, but it doesn't give us permission to constantly lose our cool with our children. Becoming more patient is something we can change and work on, and that is the good news because if I can improve my patience level, so can you, I'm telling you. And yes, for that reason alone, I understand how hard it is because I've lived it and can still struggle with it. But listen, you can become a more patient parent. And listen, if you screw up, it's okay. Let it go. Tomorrow is a new day and just move on. We're all just trying to do the best that we can. And as long as you're loving those children fiercely and trying every day and getting out of bed with the intention to be the best mom that you can be and actively working on ways to achieve that, then you're good. Cut yourself some slack and go have some ice cream. That's what I do, which explains the weight gain and why my leggings are even tight. So that's a wrap. So if you want to continue the conversation, then come join us on the Courageously Mom Facebook group. So look for us there. And until next time, I am sending you so much love. And remember, you got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.